Welcome to another episode of Hell Breaks Loose. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Today I'm going to cover uh, the Acacia Strain's new album, Slow Decay. I think uh, this Friday will be two weeks since it's been released. Um, I'm going to cover that. and But before I get to that, well, I'm going to do a track-by-track track kind of like analysis, I guess. Um, but before I get to that, I want to cover real quick uh, Chelsea Grin's new single, uh, Bleeding Sun. I noticed it was not as well received uh, that I expected it to be. Um, first of all, I love it. I think it's a great track. A lot of people thought it was kind of like boring, which I don't, I don't see how that's possible. But you know, to each his own. Um, right off the bat, I think it's a it's a it's a really solid track. Um, I'm guessing they've got a new album, you know, coming out, so that's a uh, it's a really good way to promote that. Um, as far as the the lyrics, they're you know apocalyptic. So they kind of fit with the theme of uh, today's episode as well as what's going on, I guess, in, in the world. Um, but the uh, I think this track has some of the best uh, writing that Chelsea Grin has, has put out. And, and I, I say that when with Tom Barber as vocalist because although... Um, Although Chelsea Grin's been around for a while, I don't personally. I don't think they've hit. I didn't think they hit their like peak or best they could be until Tom joined the band. Uh, I prefer him over uh, Alex. I think the other vocalist name was. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think they've really like hit the ceiling with their potential because Tom's vocals, even when he was in Lorna Shore, uh, Tom's vocals are incredible they add a lot to the band i think it's the best thing that ever happened to chelsea grin is him moving to to the band and um i've i think eternal nightmare was a really great album um and it kind of set the bar for what they're capable of and so when i found out that there's another uh another track coming out finally i was super stoked because i know tom's ability and i know that uh the potential they have to make a really really uh, like a fucking banger you know like hostage and see you soon and shit like that. So bleeding sun itself, I think is a really good track. I'll give it like a eight and a half, maybe, maybe a nine out of 10, but um, I like, I like it because it doesn't try to do anything super crazy sticks to the roots um, that, you know, this particular Chelsea grin for, but also um, I like the fact that the writing is uh, pretty good compared to, some of their older stuff, um, not that their like last album was written poorly, but um, I don't know if we've ever seen a song like written like this before. And um, you know, it people will call it a cliche that you know the end of the world and it's not our it's 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 um, you know something that our generation inherited um, and and like that and stuff like that. And I'll you know I'll be getting to that later a bit because of um a song on the Acacia Strains album. But uh, as far as this song, I like uh, what they did with it. You know, the in the first verse, the old left us with this mess to die. 
do you see the chemical skies? It's all dying before your eyes. Murderers, slaves, demons in suits. We're numbered like cattle. What's left to lose? Warlords, prophets, golden demands. We kill each other, but blood's on their hands. I mean, lyrically, it is, it's a powerhouse single. I mean, people said the instrumentals were disappointing and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know what more you can ask for from, uh, from a band that's shown you, you know, the kind of songs they make. I think everyone wants, everyone wants um, new and exciting things when a band releases a new single, like, like uh, Fit for King right now is doing some weird shit and it's not necessarily bad, but I don't know. I, I, I like bands sometimes that show you with a track that like, look, it, you know, kind of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's a heavy hitting track. It's got fucking sick vocals. It's got a breakdown, um, you know, that'll make you break your fucking neck. So, I mean, you can't really ask for more, especially from a, a deathcore giant like Chelsea Grin. So, um, I, I don't understand the the lack of hype, I guess, for the track. I was hyped before it came out, and then it was I finally got to listen to it and it was released, and I was like, this is what I wanted it to be. So, you know, but like I said, to each his own. Um, what I really like in, in the lyrics about is, I think, is the end. Uh, the uh, I think it's... Uh, Breakdown, I think, is a lips pressed to the ashen sky. I knew my future to be fruitful. I only last I only ask that the bleeding sun not bear witness against me, to be on this earth with no endless bounds, to be one with time and space, to be free from this prison. And then the outro Mankind will haunt the earth no more, to be free, to be free, to be free from this prison. So like I said, it's on par with what you expect from Chelsea Grin. Um and I couldn't be more pleased with the track. Uh, also, I don't know if anyone knows, but there's an artist that I follow on Instagram named Michael Ulrich, and he did the uh, art for the single, uh, like the single art for Bleeding Sun. If you go on like Spotify or Apple Music, you see a, a white background of the um, black line sun with like red uh, tears basically pouring from its eyes, and that is textbook Michael Ulrich if you, if you don't know who that is. So I suggest following him on Instagram because he's got – a lot of art similar to that. Um, and I confirmed with him on Instagram that he did do it. So uh, it's not just a similar similarity. Um, but uh, anyway, the track itself I think is really good. Um, I, I'm really stoked for more from them. Uh, I think this album, if it keeps going in this direction, it, you know, maybe a little early to say, but I think it might be better than Eternal Nightmare. Uh, so yeah, I really high hopes for Chelsea Grin. Um, and I cannot wait until they uh put out more um so yeah for so for that that's a uh, bleeding sun if you haven't listened to it i highly recommend it if you can't tell uh that is definitely definitely something you should check out especially if uh, you're a fan of chelsea grin or even if you're not if you're looking for like a new band to listen to chelsea grin is is a very very good band to to start um anytime so, um, okay, so moving on, uh, last, or not last Friday, the Friday before, it's been a rough two weeks, um, July 24th, the Acacia Strain released um, their newest album called Slow Decay. Now, they did a, a thing that I've never seen another band do before, and they released, like every band releases singles to promote an album, right? But they released 
two singles on EP or like LPs, EPs, um, sporadically. And they sold them as seven inch vinyls. And when the first one was released, it was had the letter D on it. And I, I thought it was like a kind of another, it comes in waves thing, which is, I was just like, Oh, it's just two random tracks. Thanks Acacia. That was a really nice gift. And then E came out and I was like, Oh, something bigger is happening. But, you know, still wasn't entirely sure. Of course, like everyone, I thought they were going to spell like death or dead or something like that. And then C came out and I was like, Oh, it's decay. So it's a really creative way to promote an album. I know that some people don't like hearing the singles before the album because it kind of spoils the experience, which to some extent I agree, but not with this album in particular, because there's this, first of all, this album is a masterpiece. It's my album of the year so far. Uh, Previously, I said that pain is power by justice for the damned was my album of the year. And I, and I said, I think it was the first or second episode. I said that, the only album I think that can dethrone Justice for the Damned is uh, The Acacia Strain Slow Decay. And boy, was I right. This album, uh, I feel like Drake Bell, I love this album more than I love myself. Uh, no, it's uh, it's amazing. And what's crazy to me is that you think about how many bands have you seen that have been doing this like have been a band and put out albums consistently for 18 years uh and they don't put out their the best album they've ever made until their 18th year as a band i mean who does that who progresses that much to where you know they're i think vincent's like 38 or 30 or 40 something like that you get to that age and you're still consistently putting out uh, amazing, amazing music, better than before. You, I mean, that's that's growth you don't see. I mean, bands have grown plenty. I think Fit for an Autopsy has only gotten better since uh, Absolute Hope, Absolute Hell. Uh, I think that was a three that three album progression from there to the Great Collapse to the Sea of Tragedy Beast is one of the greatest three album progressions I've ever seen. So it's not uncommon for bands to progress great, but for the Acacia Strain to be doing it so long and then put out it comes in waves and then the slow decay and you're looking at these dudes were like almost like holding out on us right i mean like coma witch is fantastic wormwood is great and like all those albums are great when you listen to them and then grave bloom was like to me this is my opinion i was like grave bloom is better than all these the grave bloom is their best album yet and then uh and now you get slow decay and you're like holy shit that's even better i mean who does that I, you don't see it very often, that's for sure. And I props to the case train for evolving to to you know to stay relevant to put out incredible music, but not shying away from who they are musically. I think fans can say honestly say that from the time they started listening to now is a progression that they can appreciate because they didn't throw in like fucking pop or they didn't they didn't like shy on their uh, writing or anything they didn't just like repeat hooks just to fill in space you know i mean they they really took their time and made it a very meticulous process but a just a just a masterpiece of an album and personally i like when albums are themed it kind of makes it you really appreciate it as one piece of art when it's 
when they're all together. I mean, they don't need all, they don't all need to be about the same thing, but you know, when you've got an album that has every song kind of relates to the other in terms of the theme of the album, I think is, is somewhat better than if the only album that, or the only song that relates to the album uh, theme is the, like the title track. So, but not to say that albums that don't do that are, are not good because that's not even close to being the case. I just like it. I just like it, especially when they are themed and there's a clear theme to slow decay. Um, it's, it's the end of the world. I mean, it is really, um, you know, the end times, I think a lot of people are talking about the end times now, you know, whether you're religious or not, people are talking about that, uh, you know, this feels like the end or, you know, what, with what's going on, I mean, it, it, it feels like an, an unprecedented time that we're living in. Um, so the theme of the album is, is really uh, that in a nutshell. But I saw uh, Devin Shittaker, the guitarist for The Gacious Strain, say that he kind of did a track-by-track analysis, which is what I'm going to get into, um, which... I appreciated one guys. I love when bands explain to you what the fuck they're talking about, <laughs> because sometimes it's not as evident when you're listening to other bands or things, you know, like, um, sometimes you can't listen to the song and go, I know exactly what this is about. Cause a lot of, a lot of times I talk about personal experiences or stuff like that. And you can't, you know, you won't be able to relate directly to it, so to speak. But when a band comes out and gives a description of why they wrote the song or what this line means or something, I think, that is like the greatest gift they can give you besides the music itself, because I want to learn and I want to know what I'm singing along to, right. Or what you're screaming at me. So to me, it makes it a much more like fulfilling experience when I can figure out uh, the deeper meaning of what they're saying. So um, without any further delay, the, the album slow decay first track uh, was is feed a pigeon? Oh God, <laughs> feed a pigeon, breed a rat. It was on their first uh, release on on D. Um, Devin says uh, this is mainly about the people who are anti-vaccination and how is and how that is going to bring back disease and famine and death all over the place. We're seeing diseases that we thought we were, we eradicated coming back. You're seeing this movement of anti-intellectualism where people just get on the internet and read Facebook posts and they know, or they think they know what they're talking about. When we actually get a vaccine for COVID-19, I'm not looking forward to how many people are going to claim that it's just the government trying to control you, unquote. So I think after you hear that and you listen to the song, it's pretty evident what they're talking about. Um, that track in itself is fantastic. I love, uh, I love the slow ticking intro and then the, the drop into, um, it feels like hell. It is, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say that every song is a, is a masterpiece because like I said, this album is a 10 out of 10. This album is their best work. It's the best album I've heard all year. I don't think anyone's going to beat it. So yeah, I'm really, I'm going to be, I'm going to be deep throating this album for the next 15 minutes, probably. But um, if you like the album, then you can join in my uh, happiness. And if you don't, well, this is going to be rough time for you. But maybe I'll convince you to give it another try. I don't know. Um, I know that... Uh, the, okay, so the next track is one of my favorites on the album. 
and it is called Crippling Poison. Now, uh, I saw, I think I saw um, somebody on Twitter, I think it was Kim Pyers, say um, that you can, people have said before, and I, I say all the time, uh, you can't really like dance to the this kind of music, you know, like hardcore metal or, or uh, deathcore or anything like that. There's no, like, you, you're not doing, no one's doing TikTok dance. Well, I don't want to say that because there's someone doing it, but I'm saying you're not going to see, you know, uh, a group of people doing like different dances to this type of music. This is a punch the person next to you, you know, slam your head through a glass wall music. Um, however, that being said, the Acacia Strain made a song you can dance to called Crippling Poison. And Kim Pyre said it's like down-tuned salsa, which is one of the best descriptions I've ever heard. Um, and it, it just flows so nicely. If you have to pick uh, one track to listen to right now, uh, I would tell you to listen to Crippling Poison. My only gripe with it is it's too short. I want that song to go on for days. Uh, it, I listen to it twice every time because I think it's too short. But um, I can't uh, I can't get enough of it. It's great. Um, lyrically, De or, um, in the description, Devin uh, says, "This is." he says, quote, this is one of the tracks that wasn't on a 7-inch, and it almost has a pop structure. Tom Smith, the other guitar player, wrote this one, and I'm looking forward to playing it live if we're ever allowed to play shows again because it's the stage dive song. There aren't many lyrics, so it's just like, come up, grab the mic, yell the parts, jump off stage, have fun. So it's got an upbeat vibe, but just like the theme of the record, it's bleak unquote. Uh, and so I, I, I agree. Like I said, it's a, it's a hard hitting in your face, like powerhouse of a track and it's got the bleak, uh, theme, but, uh, uh, I guess they wrote it or made it specifically to, you know, what he said for the stage dive song or whatever. That's great. But, um, I think the chorus is one of the catchiest things I've ever heard. Um, and lyrically it is great. And I think a lot of people uh, will like the part um, where the uh, the instruments stop and uh, it's like acapella for a line. And um, Vincent Bennett, uh, he yells, uh, I'm going through some shit. Uh, because aren't we all right now? I mean, <laughs> so yeah, that, uh, that track, definitely a banger. Um, third track. The third track is called Seeing God. Uh, this one features Aaron Hurd from he's the vocalist for Jesus Peace and a hardcore band if you don't know who they are. Um, uh, there's a, there's a few features on this album and they are um, some some pretty cool people so we'll get into that uh, as they come. But um, seeing God is uh, what Devin says is uh, he says Aaron Hurd is a great friend of ours and we've been trying to tour with this band Jesus Peace for a while. It's just one of those situations where he's got so much stuff going on with with nothing, which is the other band he's in uh, as well. But we were thankfully able to get him on this. The song has a mid-tempo morbid angel type death metal influence on it while still sounding like us. Topically, it's talking about all the things that are wrong, that are happening, that are basically our fault for ignoring things that we shouldn't have ignored. It's basically saying it's all our fault. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I think every track is kind of a it's the end of the world, but from like a different perspective or like it's talking about someone else is to blame for it. Like the first song is anti-vaxxers and this song is, uh, well, I guess just mankind as a whole, because like Slipknot said, people equal shit. And that's never been, that'll never be wrong. So, um, 
this is one of my favorite tracks of the album. I, 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 it might be my favorite. It's really hard to say when you've got an album of, uh, like 13 bangers, but, um, I love, uh, lyrically what this album does or what this song does. It's, um, uh, the, the blood solidifies, the plants and animals die, the ground is cursed, spreading for miles under the earth. And then my favorite part, No Shelter from the Fury, the end of all things. I think No Shelter from the Fury is one of the best lines in, in the, on this album um, because it really captures, like, you know, it's the end. You can't do shit about it. There's no shelter. Like, we're all fucked. And that's basically the theme of this album. So if you could capture the theme of this album in one line on one song, I mean, that you, you know, as an artist, you really pulled off something there. Um, and, and again, you know, uh, we didn't sell our souls. We gave them up for free. We fear the dark, but it's the light that exposes the true horrors of this world. Uh, I mean, lyrically, this is one of their best written albums. Uh, catch your breath, clutch your chest, catch your breath, drop fucking dead. Gazing into nothing. We finally may see the truth and repeat no shelter from the fury. That, that bridge is incredible, inevitable, indomitable. Um, Aaron Hurd adds a lot to this to this track i think his feature is great he adds um a lot of like he's got a much more harsh like almost guttural vocal um and that adds a lot of like anger to this track which it is because you know i mean you could say all these tracks are angry but it's really uh it's really uh, like it's our fault so we're pissed off about it um especially because there's nothing we can do about it. It's too late and everyone just kind of fucked off until they're looking death in the face. But, you know, so yeah, uh, seeing God, definitely, definitely one of my favorites. Um, fourth track is Solace and Serenity. This one's interesting to me because the name of it is kind of like the opposite of what they're, what they mean. Just because, Devin says, um, quote, this is a cool one because it has the main topic of slow decay, which even gets mentioned in the song lyrics, it, the slow decay of reality. It's about the inevitable collapse of our planet and people trying to be like, remain calm, it's going to be fine, and it's just not. The solace and serenity is false. So the, the title is misleading in itself because uh, he, they're talking about people that are like, oh, it's not that bad, or you know, climate change isn't real and shit like that, right? But they're saying that that mentality or them saying, oh, you don't need to worry. We're going to be around for a long time or whatever isn't, isn't necessarily guaranteed. And so the solace and serenity is fake. It, it, you can't believe it because you don't know. And, you know, there's damning evidence that show, you know, we may not be here for that much longer. But regardless, um, the, uh, the song in itself uh, is really great. It's, it's, I like the intro uh, it's not the dying that hurts, it's the waiting to die, followed by a crippled existence. Um, and the chorus wraps up that theme with no solace, no safety, remain calm, we lack serenity, no burn, we all slowly decay. Um, and so, like I said in Seeing God, if you can capture that theme in a track, you're, you're, you're doing something special there. And when you do it consistently with each track, but it's a different uh, way of doing it. I, that's why I think this is the greatest album I've ever heard. Um, because the, the sheer consistency of making you feel the emotions in each song, um, 
So they, they do something real special here. And then at the very end, they introduced a new track with a soundbite, which Genius says is from World of Warcraft. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Devin doesn't talk about it in his analysis of, of the next track, which is the Lucid Dream. But, you know, I guess if people know, they know. Um, so, the Lucid Dream is great because uh, this is featuring Jess Nix from uh, Mortality Rate. And so Devin says, um, this one has Jess from Mortality Rate, a really cool band from Canada. She's a very unique voice that we thought would sound cool here, and it works really well. The song is about th thinking the world is ending, but really we're being exterminated by some sort of interdimensional or extraterrestrial beings. They're seeing what we've done to the planet, and they're like, these creatures are fucking up, so we got to get rid of them, unquote. And uh, that analysis blew me away because I did not get that from listening to this song. Um and that really adds a lot of like depth to it because instead of like he said, you think the world's ending, but we're really just being punished by some other being uh, for our sins, which is incredible in itself. And I agree with Devin. I think Jess adds another element to this with her harsh vocals. Um, so again, they hit the nail on the head with this one. Next track uh, is a very long title, but it's a really cool tempo change in the album because so far these songs have been kind of fast paced and heavy hitting. Um, then you get like to the slow drudge in, I breathed in the smoke deeply. It tasted like death. And I smiled. I breathe. I abbreviate that by just saying I breathed in the smoke. I think everyone does. No one has the time, but anyway, um, this one is my favorite feature because it's, uh, it's Zach Hatfield from Let Be Left Behind, and another one of my favorite bands is Left Behind. With uh, And I love Zach's vocals, um, but I especially like the way they use Zach in this song, which is basically the intro and outro, which is some of the best lyrics on the album, but it's also kind of like an echoey, so you get this ominous tone that, you know, he's really, he's angry, but he's like alone which I think is a good um, comparison to the theme of this album. Uh, about the song, Devin says, um, this song is, he says, quote, this song is a little bit different. I wrote the music for this one, and it's got an influence from a band called Warning. I think Vincent came up with the title in 2018 when the wildfires were going on. We were driving through Washington, and the sun was almost being blotted out by smoke. So it comes from a perspective of somebody watching everything going down and being like, yeah, all right, it's time. So uh, we've got Zach from Left Behind on this one. I actually managed Left Behind, so it was easy to get him on the song. His voice fits really well with doomy stoner type of stuff, so I think it gave this song a lot more emotion. Uh, unquote. Uh, I couldn't agree more. You know, I, I everything I said is... is you know, kind of what Devin said uh, about the track, and I think it's um a, a nice break in the in the tempo, but fits with the theme and is a fantastic song. Uh, next track is Crossgates, and this one's funny because we go right back to that heavy hitting thing, and it's a short song. It's in your face. Um, Devin says, "quote This is a really quick ass beater that we put in the middle to kind of break up the album. A song like I Breathe in the Smoke." Um, is slow and gloomy and emotional, and then it ends abruptly, and you just get the shit kicked out of you by this song for about a minute. The whole message behind Crossgates is just, we're fucked. There's nothing else to it besides that. And that's pretty much all you have to say about Crossgates. What if we all died? What if instead of burning alive, we are living hell? Um, it's fan Oh, I forgot to say unquote after, after there's nothing else to do it besides that. But anyway, um, 
the next song is Inverted Person, which brings us right back to that theme I was talking about earlier with Chelsea Grin's song that, uh, you know, kind of we, we, we were inherited this mess. Devin says, this song is about boomers, uh, which I, I got a good laugh out of that when I, when I read it. But uh, he says, quote, the song is about boomers. A great percentage of them are just the most entitled people on the planet. They will not change their ways to better society in any way. They're still living like it's when we, they were kids, but the population has increased so much and society has moved forward so much, but they just keep pushing back and contributing to the end of the world. There's a line in the song that goes, Paradise was ruined by people who wore their cell phones outside of their pants. There's no need to use a metaphor there. That's boomers, unquote. So that really sums up the track in itself. I mean, um, that was a very interesting lyric when I heard it and it kind of set me aback because I was like, you you know, there's some lines that you hear that you don't expect to hear in like a metal song and especially like a fuck you boomers song. But it fits. It fits because he's not wrong. You know, I mean, people aren't willing to change or change their minds or their beliefs because they've done it for so long. But if the world's evolving, you know, you may have to, too, to, to survive and, uh, or just, you know, keep going. So, um, the bridge in the song, we don't owe you anything. Sun grows cold, skies burn gray. Nothing is ever going to be okay. Um, yeah, I, I think you can really fear the feel the anger in that song, but it's also, a very important song. So, uh, next song is, uh, I believe it's pronounced Chinamasta. That's what I say. I don't, I don't see any reason to pronounce it any other way, but, um, I know this was a breakout song in the EPs that they released. I think this is a fan favorite and 